You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the latest episode from the midweek edition of the Coin Bureau podcast. Every week, I pick out two of my favorite videos from Coin Bureau's YouTube channel to present to you in podcast form. The audio you're about to hear is from those videos I've chosen this week. Many of you have been in touch to ask whether it's possible to listen to our videos in podcast format, and so your wish is my command. This week, I've selected our videos on China's economic woes and my top crypto tools for this year. I've talked a lot recently about the problems facing the US and European economies, and you'd be hard-pressed to open a newspaper without seeing doom-laden predictions for the coming winter. But it's not just these economies that are facing serious headwinds. The situation in China is also looking bleak, as its gigantic property market endures a serious contraction. Productivity and growth trend downwards, and youth unemployment soars to nearly 20%. All signs point towards an economic disaster for the People's Republic, and the consequences of that for the rest of the world will be severe. Here's everything you need to know. Then, in the second part of the episode, I give a rundown of some of the best tools I and my colleagues here at the Coin Bureau use for our crypto research. There's a growing amount of information about crypto out there on the internet, but finding the most useful and most reliable sources of that information 
is not always easy, so allow me to cut through the noise. These tools are all free to use and will stand you in good stead when researching any crypto project you're interested in. That invaluable alpha is out there. You just need to know where to look. I hope you enjoy listening to these two pieces and I'll be back talking crypto with Mike very soon, so be sure to stay tuned. And if you want even more content from Coin Bureau, be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel and visit us on social media too. One of the biggest risks to the global economy right now is what is going on over in China. Now, while there have been rumblings of this before, which we've covered right here on the channel, recent data shows that these rumblings are turning into some serious thunder. So could this eventually lead to an economic storm which engulfs us all? And which sectors are likely to be most exposed to a Chinese meltdown? That's exactly what I'll be exploring today, so don't you go anywhere. Okay, let's start with the economic data that was released last week. It gave perhaps the widest perspective on the state of the Chinese economy this year. Firstly, we had retail sales. Now, these were expected to come in at 5% growth from the previous year. However, they came in at 2.7%, which was a pretty big miss. Not only that, but it's also below the growth of 3.1% that we saw in June. Now, retail sales are an important metric as they act as a key gauge of consumer confidence. So the fact that these sales are down badly means that Chinese consumers are, well, not too confident. Then we had the industrial production numbers. Now, these are even more significant than retail sales as factory output and exports are one of the main engines of China's economic growth. Now, there were hopes that the economy would be able to weather the spring lockdowns and that international demand for these exports would bounce back. But alas, those numbers were also soft. They came in at 3.8% for July, lower than the expectations of 4.5%, as well as the previous June numbers, which came in at 3.9%. Now, another really important component of Chinese economic growth is, of course, its real estate sector. In fact, according to most estimates, real estate accounts for anywhere between 20 and 30% of China's GDP. It's pretty crazy. Anyways, it looks as if things haven't been getting any better in this already battered sector. Average new home prices in 70 major cities fell 1.67% in just one month. And this was an even larger fall than in June, which saw a 1.29% fall. On a month-to-month basis, average new home prices have fallen for the 11th consecutive month. There were also hopes that the government's planned infrastructure push would help to lift these lower stats, but alas, they also fell short of expectations. Fixed asset investment slowed in July to 5.7% growth year-on-year, which was lower than the expectations of 6.2% and even lower than the previous month's 6.1%. Then, yet another really alarming stat was the fact that youth unemployment, those between the ages of 16 and 24, 
reached a record 19.9%. So, if we take all of this data together, it means that people in China are feeling poorer. Their incomes are lower, if they have a job, and the country is not producing as much as hoped. And what's even more surprising about this is that these are the official numbers. These are the numbers that were published by Chinese government agencies themselves. And if you watch my video on Chinese GDP, you'll know that these are dubious at best. So, given that these numbers are bad enough, we're left wondering what the actual numbers look like. Now, perhaps one of the biggest signs of how rough things are getting for the Chinese economy was last week's surprise decision by the People's Bank of China to cut interest rates by 10 basis points. This at a time when other central banks around the world have entered their rate hiking cycle. What all this means is that China's goal of reaching 5.5% growth this year appears to be a pipe dream, something that I'm sure Xi Jinping isn't happy about as he heads into the 20th National Conference later this year. However, I happen to think that missing an arbitrary growth rate is the least of Comrade Z's concerns. That's because there is a real risk of a much more severe economic collapse. This starts with one of the biggest risks to the Chinese economy right now, and that is, of course, the real estate sector. This is something we touched on last year in our video about Evergrande, but since that time, things have only gotten worse. However, to understand just how bad it's getting and could get, you have to appreciate how much of a house of cards the Chinese real estate sector is. And yes, pun is very much intended. Quite simply, real estate has been viewed as one of the safest ways for your average Chinese citizen to invest. Speculation in other assets like stocks has been muted. For example, the Chinese stock market index has still not recovered from the 2008 crash. Still. That's despite all the economic growth that the country has seen in the intervening 14 years. But when it comes to the property market, it's a completely different story. For example, if we were to take a look at the average cost of owning a home compared to median income, China is off the charts. For context, in the US, the average cost to income is about 4.5 times. Here in the UK, it's 8 times. In Canada, it's 8.9 times. In China, however, it's 38 times. What this means is that the average Chinese citizen has been pumping their money into real estate. And over the past 10 years, this was the best trade anyone could make in the country. Property prices were always going to go up as China was modernizing and growing. Well, that was the theory at least. Given this insatiable demand, a number of Chinese property developers grew to become some of the biggest companies in the country and indeed the world. They would make money by building expensive developments and would often take on a huge amount of debt in order to do so. Companies such as Evergrande, Vanki and Country Garden made this their primary business model. So high was the demand for these properties that they would even sell them off-plan before a single beam had been laid. The people, meanwhile, were so keen to get their hands on some property that they would shell out down payments on homes that it only existed on paper. In order to continue growing, these developers would then take the prepayment funds and start to build further projects. They also started taking on inordinate amounts of debt 
to fund these ambitious projects. These included offshore bonds and bank debt. By some estimates, Evergrande was one of the most indebted companies in the world to the tune of over $300 billion. And perhaps the most troubling of all this debt was commercial paper. This took the form of IOUs that Evergrande and other developers issued to contractors and other companies in the construction supply chain. These IOUs were viewed as rock-solid and essentially became a quasi-currency. Now, it's hard to tell how much of this commercial paper remains outstanding, and there are concerns that it could lead to solvency issues at banks. Banks that are already strained from the loans issued to these developers. So, essentially, the Chinese property market was a massive Ponzi, where developers fronted new properties with other people's money and a whole host of debt. This all worked well as long as there were new people willing to invest in the scheme. But, alas, the tide began to turn. Even before COVID broke out, there were signs that China's property sector was heading for trouble. Yet, it was the lockdowns and the impact they had on consumer confidence and budgets that started putting a dent in this insatiable demand. Given that newer buyers were no longer guaranteed and that debt was piling up, property deposits couldn't be guaranteed. Moreover, the government also sought to rein in developer debt, which meant that these companies would struggle to raise new funds. And, as we saw with Evergrande last year, they didn't even have enough money to service their current debts, let alone finish the properties they were building. This means that those people who paid for pre-built properties over the past few years still have not had them delivered. Some have only been partially built and are hence uninhabitable. Some people who bought houses have had to move into half-finished homes with no running water or electricity. I'll leave a few links to stories about these poor people in the description. Their situation really is dire. Now, of course, as stories of developer woes and unfinished properties start to permeate through society, the less likely new buyers are to shell out for a deposit on a home. Moreover, given those youth unemployment figures and the relatively slower growth, people in China appear to have been taking a wait-and-see approach. So, with no new suckers to feed the property Ponzi scheme, the developers have grown desperate. In some cases, they're giving away cars and live pigs in order to sweeten the deal when signing for a new apartment. Don't have all the money to make the deposit? No problem. They're also accepting deposits in garlic and wheat. And I wish I was joking. It turns out that people would rather eat food than pay for an imaginary apartment. Who knew? Now, the result of this mess has been a cataclysmic fall in property sales. S&P estimates that this year China could see a 30% fall in this area. It's worth pointing out that during the 2008 crash, property sales fell by 20%. So, there are no more people feeding the property Ponzi scheme, and that means that these developers won't have enough money to complete the promised developments. And this is only likely to get worse. That's because, according to a Bank of America report, approximately 9% of the housing floor space that was pre-sold in 2020 and 2021 risks not being completed on schedule because of developers' financial troubles, affecting roughly 2.4 million households. These people will not be happy, and many have begun to protest. 
Now, of course, any sort of public protest in China is brutally suppressed, so they've had to express their anger in a different way. And this has come in the form of mortgage protests. These started a few months ago as buyers of a certain Evergrande complex posted a manifesto online. They said that unless work began on their properties again, they would refuse to pay their mortgages. Now, despite the best efforts of the online censors, this spread like wildfire and has been used as a template for protests around the country. Within four weeks, more than 320 projects in 100 cities were facing similar demands. This type of coordinated dissent in so many regions is the nightmare of any authoritarian regime. But the real concern should lie in the risk that this could pose to an already fragile banking sector. According to estimates from S&P, in a worst-case scenario, $356 billion, 6.4% of all mortgages, could be at risk. Deutsche Bank had its own estimates, which placed the total at 7% of all home loans. Now, you can see just how much debt there is in the Chinese property sector over here, both the mortgages to people and loans to the developers. This means that Chinese banks are exposed to the property sector more so than they are to any other sector of the economy. And already it appears as if non-performing loans are beginning to climb. They recently reached a record as the economy continued to sour this year. Meanwhile, banks' capital adequacy ratios fell for the second straight quarter to 14.87% at the end of June. Even if these banks wanted to reduce their risk to the property developers, the CCP has other ideas. That's because they recently told the banks that they should, quote, meet developers' financing needs where reasonable. So, the government is asking the banks to take the hit and bail out these incredibly inefficient and indebted firms. The real question here, though, is how much mortgage loan losses can the banks take? And how much loan losses to developers can they write off before they start facing real trouble? It's also not as if these banks are only exposed to irregularities in the property market. On the other side of the balance sheet, there remains the risk of those rural bank runs spreading to the larger and more established banks. Now, if you want a good breakdown of exactly what these bank runs are, then I encourage you to watch my video on it, and that will be in the top right. Then there are the broader risks from other sectors of the economy. Although Chinese banks are the most exposed to the property sector, slowing economic growth in other sectors could have a drastic impact on their balance sheets. As I mentioned at the beginning of this video, industrial production and retail sales missed estimates. Lower earnings mean less expansion, which means less desire for bank loans or financing. And last but not least, we have to consider the pretty devastating impact that COVID-0 is having on the economy. It seems that the only curve that this policy is flattening is economic growth. Despite nearly every other country learning to live with it, China appears dogmatic in its approach to fighting the virus. Not only has this been one of the primary reasons why growth in the first part of the year was severely curtailed, but it has also considerably damaged consumer confidence. When the risk of being placed in arbitrary lockdown exists, people aren't too optimistic about the future. Even the act of taking a short holiday to the seaside could see tourists locked down for weeks. Naturally, 
If you aren't too optimistic about the future, then you're not too willing to buy a whole lot of goods. That's less demand for credit, which further crushes the bank's balance sheets. So all of this then poses a very important question. Could China face a wide-scale financial crisis? And how would this compare to the subprime loan crisis that we saw in 2008? Well, total US banking assets in 2008 were $16 trillion. Today, Chinese bank assets stand at almost $50 trillion. And this isn't even counting the entire shadow banking sector that China is well known for. Financial institutions that have become heavily embedded in the property sector and who operate without any of the capital requirements that regulated banks do. The Chinese economy is the proverbial iceberg. It's not what's on the surface that is the most troubling. Okay, so it's pretty clear that there are some economic storm clouds brewing over there in China. But you may be sitting there wondering, so what? What does this have to do with me? Well, perhaps the most immediate impact could be from international asset sales by Chinese companies and investors. If there really is a collapse in the country's economy, then they're going to look to offload these assets to raise capital. Think about all those shares that they own in public companies, or real estate in hot property markets like New York, Melbourne, Toronto, or London. What about alternative assets like crypto or precious metals? Now, it's not so easy to ascertain the risk of all this because often these international assets are held through trusts, offshore companies, and other vehicles. But beyond the fire sale of international assets, the global economic impact could be far worse. Without stating the obvious, China is the world's second largest economy. It's a massive consumer of global exports, and any collapse in its economic growth will mean that other countries will see their trade with China collapse too. This will come at a time when the global economy is already looking the worse for wear. Europe looks to be heading into a cold winter of negative economic growth. The US is still teetering on the brink of recession as growth there begins to sputter. And one final risk that could come from a Chinese economic crash is a full-blown war. If China really does enter a period of economic strife, then the government there could look to distract from that with an aggressive and assertive foreign policy. One of the most prized targets for the Chinese, both from a political and economic standpoint, is Taiwan. And I talked about this in much greater detail in my recent video, which you can find in the top right here. Now, of course, I hope that none of this happens. I hope that the Chinese banks are able to help developers finance projects which can subsequently be completed. This would allow those citizens who bought those houses the dignity of being able to actually live in them. I also hope that the government will end its nonsensical COVID-0 policy and just get with the times. There is no point crushing people's hope in an attempt to beat a foe that cannot be defeated. Quite simply, the Chinese government is going to have a tough time navigating some treacherous economic waters over the next few months. But whether it can do this without hitting that proverbial iceberg is another question entirely. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, 
a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com strategic. That's oracle.com strategic. oracle.com strategic. The crypto market is a moving target. Just when you think you've got your finger on the pulse of a coin or token's price action, it moves in an unexpected direction. The reality is that getting it right every time is next to impossible. Even so, you can increase your chances of success by leveraging the right crypto tools. That's why today I'm going to tell you about some of the best crypto tools I've come across this year and how to use them to maximize your crypto gains. 
I'll start with a quick shout out to Sergio Gallardo at Masari for his excellent Twitter thread about crypto tools, which inspired this video. I'll leave a link to that thread in the description if you're interested, and feel free to hit me with your suggestions about crypto tools I should consider in the comments. And before you ask, yes, all of the crypto tools I'll be mentioning in this video are free to use. Now, the first crypto tool to add to your belt is actually a bundle, and that's Crypto Fees, Open Orgs, Money Printer, and L2 Fees by CryptoStats, and the Smart Contract Cryptocurrency Gas Tracker by OwnChain. So, starting with Crypto Fees, what this tool is all about is clearly noted at the top of the page. Quote, there's tons of crypto projects, which ones are people actually paying to use? If that didn't make it clear enough, crypto fees tells you how much people have paid in transaction fees to use a smart contract cryptocurrency or decentralized application over the last 24 hours and seven days. Crypto fees is useful because, well, it tells you which crypto projects and protocols people are actually paying money to use. And this can help you assess whether their associated coins or tokens are undervalued or overvalued relative to these transaction fee fundamentals. Keep in mind that some crypto projects and protocols have very low transaction fees. As such, there could still be lots of demand for its coin or token, even though the transaction fees are low. Now, some would argue that higher transaction fees equals more demand, but that's a topic for another time. Now, the next tool in this bundle is OpenOrgs, which, like CryptoFees, clearly states what it's about at the top of the page. Quote, DAOs are the new companies. What's on their balance sheets? If that didn't make it clear enough, OpenOrgs tells you how much crypto is being held by DAOs. And what's cool is you can see which cryptos they're holding in their treasuries by clicking on the little arrow next to the treasury balance. This is important to know because spending by DAOs can be a strong source of sell pressure for a cryptocurrency. This is especially important if the DAO holds primarily the coin or token belonging to the crypto project or protocol, which you're presumably invested in if you're a fan of said project or protocol. Then there's Money Printer, which actually has nothing to do with the Federal Reserve. Money Printer is a tool that keeps track of how much annual inflation there is for major cryptocurrencies and how much potential sell pressure this inflation is creating on a daily basis for their respective coins. As with crypto fees, it's important to remember that a small annual inflation rate can still translate to a massive amount of daily sell pressure depending on the market cap of the crypto in question. Now, you can easily toggle this setting by clicking on the issuance rate and daily issuance tabs. L2 fees is more straightforward as it's a tool that tells you the transaction fees on Ethereum's most popular scaling solutions, including transaction fees for a simple ETH transfer as well as a more complex token swap. This can help you save money when transaction fees on Ethereum are high. This ties into the last tool in the bundle, and that's the Gas Fees Tracker by OwnChain, which is seriously underrated, probably because of how the website and the tool is named, which is just gas with many S's. As you can see, the Gas Fees website shows you the transaction fees for most major cryptocurrencies, both in their native coins and in US dollars. This can be extremely helpful when you're trying to, say, move cryptocurrency between exchanges or need to move a token like a stablecoin between wallets. If you want to learn more about how transaction fees work in cryptocurrency, you can check out our video about that using the link in the description.
Anyways, the second crypto tool to add to your belt is another bundle, and that's the Governance Tracker by Tally, the Governance Tracker by Masari, and the Governance Tracker by DeepDAO. Starting with Tally's Governance Tracker, this tool lets you see all the most active DAOs on Ethereum, Polygon, Avalanche, Optimism, and Arbitrum. Any DAOs that have active proposals in process are automatically top of the list, otherwise it's sorted based on how many active voters there are. I'll quickly note that it's quite remarkable how little engagement there is outside of the top 10 DAOs. Now, what's cool is when you click on one of the DAOs, Tally will show you how the governance process for the DAO in question works in simple terms, as well as the top voters in that DAO and their voting power. Not surprisingly, the top voters in these DAOs are often crypto VCs. What's awesome is that Tally even lets you create your own proposal for the DAO you've selected and gives you a step-by-step -step guide on how to publish your proposal. Note that you'll need a Web3 wallet like Metamask for this. Now, besides making it easy to have a say in your favorite crypto projects, Tally's governance tracker can be another way to keep track of any sell pressure your favorite coins or tokens could experience, assuming they have proposals waiting to be passed, of course. Not only that, but keeping track of proposals before they're passed can be a great way of getting ahead of an upcoming rally. All you need to do is check when the proposal will be passed, and if you know it's a significant one, you could make an easy profit selling the news. Ideally, you'd catch a bullish proposal before it's even tabled, and that's where Masari's governance tracker comes in. This tool also gives you an overview of the most active DAOs on popular smart contract cryptocurrencies, including governance for smart contract cryptocurrencies themselves. Unlike Tally's governance tracker, however, Masari's governance tracker gives you an overview of all the preliminary discussions going on within these DAOs. This makes it easy to spot proposals that have yet to be tabled and can therefore get you in extra early on a price move before the proposal is passed. Now, the only thing I'll caution is that Masari's assessment of the importance of a particular proposal isn't always accurate, so don't give too much weight to that indicator on the dashboard. Always click on the proposal to double-check what it's about. Then ask yourself whether it's something that could be passed and what it could mean for the price of the coin or token in question. Last but not least, we have DeepDAO's Governance Tracker, which essentially combines the best of the two other governance tools. DeepDAO lets you sort DAOs by changes in treasury value, token holders, and active voters on the homepage. The tool also lets you see both discussions and proposals in real time on the DAO feed. The difference is that DeepDAO aggregates this data to give you an idea of how DAOs are doing in general, be it by active voters or treasury balances. DeepDAO also lets you see which wallets are the most active in crypto governance on the People tab. Interesting stuff, to say the least. Now, if you're wondering why else crypto governance is so important, you can check out our video about that using, of course, the link in the description. Anyhow, the third crypto tool to add to your belt is a couple of Telegram bots, specifically the EtherDrops bot and the Token Unlocks bot. The EtherDrops bot makes it possible to receive a Telegram message about changes to specific crypto prices, when a specific coin, token, or NFT is sent, when there's a change in a coin or token's liquidity, whenever a coin or token is being swapped on a DEX, and even lets you track specific wallets. The EtherDrops bot has been around since 2018, and it supports popular EVM chains such as Ethereum, Polygon, Phantom, Arbitrum, Avalanche, and BSC.
I suspect that the EtherDrop spot will add additional EVM chains as time goes on. What's amazing is that the EtherDrop spot has a free version, and though there's a limit to how many items you can track and how many messages you can receive, for most of you, the free version should be more than enough. And if it's not, then the annual subscription options are very affordable. The only downside to EtherDrop Spot is that it can take some time to set up due to all the options it offers. Luckily, EtherDrop's published a detailed tutorial on Medium, and I'll leave a link to that in the description if you need it. It should go without saying that having the ability to closely track whatever coin, token, wallet, or trade you want is very valuable, and there's no limit to what you could do with EtherDrop Spot. I personally use it to keep track of the largest holders of my favourite coins and tokens, the whales, if you will. This relates to the Token Unlock Spot, which lets you see when coins and tokens allocated to investors, like early investors and the team, are about to vest, aka unlock. This is important because a large unlock almost always results in a lot of sell pressure for that coin or token, as insiders sell at a huge profit. Whereas the EtherDrop spot can take some time to set up, the Token Unlock spot shouldn't take more than two seconds to get sorted. That's because there's only two options. Unlock Info, which lets you see all the coins and tokens the bot supports, and Alert, which lets you set alerts for said coins and tokens. If you're not a fan of Telegram, you can stick to using the Token Unlock's website, which also gives more information about tokenomics, including the total supply, the circulating supply, what percentage of the total supply is still waiting to be unlocked, and when. Clicking on a coin or token provides even more detailed information about tokenomics, including the initial distribution of the coin or token, the vesting schedule, and how much sell pressure the next unlock is going to create for the coin or token based on its current value. If you scroll down, you can even see how much of that coin or token is waiting to vest to specific entities, be it early investors, the team, or the foundation that legally owns the project. This can help you get a better sense of how much sell pressure could occur when the next unlock comes around. If you are a fan of Telegram, I strongly suggest using the bots to set alerts for these unlocks, and you should also take a second to check out our video about the best crypto Telegram groups. That will be down in the description. Anywho, the fourth crypto tool to add to your belt is another combo, and that's Coindix and Stablefish. Funny names, I know, but these are seriously two of the most useful tools in cryptocurrency. That's because they both tell you where you can find the highest yields on your coins and tokens. For those who don't know, you can earn passive income on your cryptocurrency by either lending it out on a decentralized lending protocol to earn interest, or providing it as liquidity for a trading pair on a decentralized exchange to earn a portion of trading fees for that trading pair. Note that this is not the same as depositing your crypto with a centralized crypto platform to earn interest. As we've recently seen with these centralized platforms, there's a lot of risk involved, and that's ultimately because you don't own your assets when you hand them over to a third party. When you lend out your crypto or provide it as liquidity on a DEX, you technically retain ownership of those assets. However, this doesn't mean that DeFi yields don't come with risk, because as the saying goes, where there is reward, there is also risk, or something like that. In the case of DeFi, risks can include anything from unforeseen bugs that can be exploited, hacks of centralized elements of protocols such as bridges, 
and damaging arbitrage trades such as flash loan attacks. There's also a risk of censorship because of the tornado cash situation, but let's not go there. With that information in mind, Coindix is best for volatile coins and tokens, and the website keeps track of DeFi yields on just about every protocol on just about every smart contract cryptocurrency there is. What's nice is that Coindix lets you sort protocols by yield and by total value locked, which makes it easy to identify which yield opportunities are high risk. As a rule of thumb, a low TVL or an abnormally high APY is a sign that the yield opportunity you're looking at is extremely high risk. If it ticks both of those boxes, you might want to consider looking elsewhere. Conversely, a very high TVL and a normal or low APY is a sign that the yield opportunity you're looking at carries much lower risks. Even then, though, it's important to do your due diligence by checking how long the protocol has been around, whether it has any audits, and if it's been hacked in the past. Also be aware that yield opportunities on newer or lesser-known smart contract cryptocurrencies inherently carry a high risk regardless of the yield, total value locked, or quality of the protocol, because with these cryptocurrencies, there could be unforeseen risks at the blockchain level. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... (laughs) Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut. Every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. 
Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Another thing to keep in mind is that the price of the coin or token you're lending out or providing as liquidity will likely drop in value over time because of the crypto bear market. This might be fine if you plan on hodling that coin or token for the long term, but this obviously won't be the case for everyone. That's why you might be better off sticking to Stablefish, which tracks yield opportunities for stablecoins on most major smart contract cryptocurrencies. Logically, the same rules apply when it comes to the APY, TVL and protocol and blockchain risk analysis. But there are two other things to keep in mind. The first is that the yield for many of these stablecoin opportunities is paid out in a volatile token, meaning that the actual yield might not be worth that much in dollar terms. You can see what the yield is being paid in by clicking on the yield opportunity that interests you. The second thing to consider is that some of these yield opportunities are quite complex and many involve lesser known decentralized stablecoins that could depeg if the crypto market collapses or if there's a loss in confidence in the mint and burn mechanism. The last thing you want is to accidentally put your dry powder into the next UST. Now, the last two crypto tools I want to discuss today are related to NFTs, and these are CryptoSlam and NFT Nerds. CryptoSlam is arguably the best place to check NFT prices, especially since the site has a dedicated tab for fan tokens, which are becoming an increasingly popular type of crypto collectible. In addition to prices, CryptoSlam shows you both the number of buyers and the number of transactions for every NFT collection over the last day, 7 days, 30 days and all time. This makes it easy to spot low-quality NFT collections since they'll often have a small number of buyers with few transactions. CryptoSlam also lets you see which smart contract cryptocurrencies have been the most popular for NFTs over the four periods of time I just mentioned. The popularity of NFT-related smart contract cryptocurrencies is something that you should watch very closely if you're one of the folks who believe it's going to be an $800 billion industry in the coming years. Even if you're not, taking note of trends in smart contract crypto popularity relative to NFTs can help you make some profits in the short term. And between you and me, I happen to think that it's the smart contract crypto coins that will capture most of the NFT value in the long term too. If you insist on being an NFT degen, you can refer to CryptoSlam's upcoming NFT drops tab and make use of the second NFT tool in your belt, and that's NFT Nerds. NFT Nerds must be one of the craziest crypto websites I've ever come across. That's because it provides detailed data about NFT mints and trades on Ethereum in real time. I mean, seriously, if you get a moment, check out the Mints tab to see new NFT collections being generated every block. And check out the Firehose tab to see NFT trades on all the different marketplaces. 
NFT Nerds even lets you instantly buy NFTs and automatically trade NFTs if you purchase their premium service, which can be paid for in ETH directly from your browser extension wallet. No debit card or credit cards needed because, hey, this is crypto. Now, this barely scratches the surface of all the features on NFT Nerds, but I must stress that the usefulness of this NFT tool depends on your ability to do your research about all these NFT collections. If you need help with that, you can refer to my video about how to find quality NFT collections, and the link to that tutorial will be in the description. Thank you so much for listening to the Coin Bureau podcast. If you'd like to learn more about cryptocurrency, you can visit our YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash coinbureau. You can also go to coinbureau.com for loads more information about all things crypto. You can follow me on Twitter at, at coinbureau, all one word. And I'm also active on TikTok and Instagram too. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Bring it every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Plus. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.